0: Welcome to Alive, a Vineyard College ministry with the purpose to awaken students to their true relationship, identity, and destiny in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this message today. And if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Facebook at Alive Vineyard College Family or Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. Situated because that was a really quick announcement. I mean, a really quick intro, Bryce. Give it up for Bryce and uh, and those guys. So they were good, they were good. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Let's go. Get myself situated here. How I many? Wow, what in the world? Am I under arrest or something? What's going on? What's going on? I'm being interrogated over here. What's really good? Okay. My goodness, the lights. I know we got light. How many time, How many people first time here? Mm. Give it up for them. Give it up for them. Thank you. We appreciate you guys coming. We appreciate everybody coming on a Thursday night. You guys could be anywhere. You guys chose to be here. I, I really, we really appreciated my team and I really are super ecstatic that you guys chose to come here. I pray that um, when you guys are here at this place, that you guys all anticipate the presence. You guys all encounter the presence. You don't encounter a man. You don't encounter a person. Even though it's good to come through for community, I pray that you guys encounter none other than the Holy Spirit. That's that's our prayer. That's our desire for real. Because we we that if we're not promoting, if we're not encountering the Holy Spirit, something is awry, something is off. So that's my prayer. My name is Clay, like the potter. I'm the vineyard pastor here at, uh, well, the alive vineyard pastor here, uh, college pastor here at, uh, we're not at the vineyard church though, so I'm not going to say that. We are at the ark, bro, come on. We are, no, I'm the alive college pastor vineyard. The Live Vineyard College Pastor. There you go. Yes. Man. Jesus a tongue. Okay. Anyways, uh, and you know, I'm not new anymore, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm out here. We are out here. And I pray that, you know, you guys could uh you know, again, get it in with um with uh with the alive uh come through to the weekend, y'all for real. Bryce said. It's, cr- it's crazy packed, so come early. The 11 o'clock section, is, we are holding it down. Um, a little bit about me, if you guys don't know, I'm married to a wife uh, named Regina, beautiful wife named Regina with two sets of twins. Yes, uh, your boy said two sets of twins. You know, we popping them out two-for-ones out here. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, the A set and the E set. If I had the third set, it'd be the I set. Y'all know how we get down. Some of y'all didn't catch that, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I love my family. I love, I love family just in general. Um, but, you know, my, actually the first set, while I'm talking about my family, the first set was born Mother's Day weekend. The second set was born Father's Day weekend. It's crazy because I asked God for a double-double portion blessing. He decided to have fun with that request. So if you ask God for a double-portion blessing, get ready. You might be having twins, boy. <laughs> I'm just saying, Okay. Tonight I'm going to talk a little bit about something that's been stewing and brewing in my heart. I believe that God is... um You know, just, we've been highlighting God the Father, Papa God. You know, again, God rocks in three ways. It's a triunity. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We've been focusing on God the Father and how he's been calling us. The first week, who was here the first week? Anybody? The first week we called, we talked about how God was calling us to live alive, fully alive. But not only fully alive, but alive to relationship The second week, we talked about how God was calling us to live fully alive, but not only fully alive, but alive to worship because we did worship on the quad. It was awesome. And then third week, encounter encounter night took place on Saturday, and we had a, a, a blast. And we talked about, again, God the Father and how he's not only calling us to live fully alive, but he's calling us to to know something, to know an important thing that we're created to be loved. We're created to be loved. If you haven't heard those messages, then go check them out on the podcast because we do have a podcast. We do. It's out. It's all live right now. You can go always go check it out. You can go get the newsletter or you can just go download a live um, college ministry and check out the podcast. But today I want to talk a little bit about how Papa God has called us to more, to more. How Papa God has called us to more because there's something else that he's calling us to that I want to really focus on and key on tonight. And tonight I want to talk about how Papa God has called us alive to belong. Alive to belong. So I'm going to pray and we're going to go ahead and get into the message. Father, I just pray that you come and, and have your way. Do, Lord, what only you can do through me, Father. Speak through me. I just want to be like your whistle. I just make noise if you're blowing through me, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you just have your way today. You awaken hearts and minds. And may this truth that I believe is going to be imparted today, may the truth open people up and set them even freer than ever ever before. Father, have your way in Jesus' name. We pray. in the church said amen. 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 We live in an age of social media. We live in an age of social media where, where we're so connected. We're all connected. And it's a good thing. But whoa, we are so connected. I could comment. I could like. I could link. I could subscribe. I can do all these things on my phone at the palm of my hand to people out internationally the people locally wherever I mean we live in a crazy age of social media and we're the most connected that we have ever been and actually I love it I love that I got friends in China friends in Australia that can you know keep up with me and I can keep up with them I love that but man it is so amazing that we again live in a connected society a connected world But what's crazy, the tension in all that is this, is that we, this world today, the struggle is real when it comes to loneliness. The struggle is real when it comes to loneliness. Loneliness is actually the worst it's ever been. We live in the most connected world, but yet loneliness is crazy, off the hook rampant in our world today how is that possible? What's the paradox there? What's the tension there? Studies show that the struggle is so real for loneliness that people are diving out in depression. People are more depressed. People are comparing themselves. All kinds of things are happening online, on social media. And I believe that loneliness is at an all-time high because there's a deep need that's left unfulfilled. There's a deep need that's left unfulfilled, and I believe that that need is the need to belong. I believe that that need is a need to belong. There's a belonging need, y'all, that's been left unfulfilled, and the world tries to do its best. The world tries to do its best to try to fulfill that need. The, The world, you know, you know petitions us and and expects us that, hey, I'm going to fulfill your need here. I'm going to fulfill your need there. There's a strong need in the world, the belonging need and the world does its best to fulfill that, but keeps falling flat each and every time. Young people, listen, a sorority cannot fulfill your belonging need. A fraternity cannot fulfill your belonging need. A sports team cannot fulfill your belonging need. Your membership to the gym, your church membership, your Bible study group, all that cannot fulfill your belonging need. <laughs> your boyfriend, your girlfriend can't fulfill your belonging need. It's crazy, you know, I know that some things, some of the things I mentioned can fulfill the belonging need to a certain degree. It can kind of, you know, scratch the itch, if you will, or it can kind of like fill it up to a certain point. But they all fall flat when it comes to totally fulfilling the belonging need. Why? Because Papa God, he has a different formula. Papa God has a different way of looking at it. You see, Papa God is the only one who can fulfill the belonging need that you have. Why? Because he's the one who created you to have that need. He's the only one who's created you to have that need. Check out what it says in in, in Ephesians 1. In Ephesians 1, 4 through 5. We're going to go there real quick. You can click there, turn there if you want. Um, Check it out. It's also going to be on the screen. But I want you guys to check out what it says in Ephesians 1. Man, come on. I'm just getting warmed up. Someone say amen. I'm getting warmed up. It's going down. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Let's go. We're going in. Okay, so in, 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 this, in this right here, we talked a little bit about this before in the last message, but I'm going to bring this up again. I'm reprising this because this was just so, so good. Check out what it says. It says this in verse uh, 1, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 4. Check it out what it says. It says, even as he, Papa God, we're talking about Papa God here, y'all. Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? The whole, the first chapter is all about the triunity. It's all about the Trinity, real talk. The first stanza, God the Father. Second, the Son, Holy Spirit. Come on, read, read the Bible. It's in there. It's in there. Check it out. It says this, first stanza, we're on them, okay? Check it out. Verse four, even as he, Papa God, chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That, that right there blows my mind right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that just blows my mind. He chose us. You know what I'm saying? He knew our names before the foundation of the world. You know what I mean? My mom and dad used to say, Clayton Jr., But that was before you even thought of, son. I'm like, well, dang, man. You just make me feel bad. You know what I mean? But God, he doesn't say that. He, he, he said, I thought of you even before the foundation of the world. I thought of you. I knew you. I knew you. Huh? Okay, 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 let's go. We're going to keep it going. For verse 4, verse but 5, it says this. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons and daughters. There's sons and daughters in this mug. Check it out. Okay, so sons and daughters through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Oh my goodness! Did you hear that? All right, I'm gonna break it down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I know I know a lot of y'all like what adoption? I, I want to key in on adoption. Y'all are in my spit zone, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's anointed. It's anointed. All right, I, 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 I. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, give it to me. All I'm like, <laughs> uh, listen adoption. He's adopted us. It says here in scripts right here that he's adopted us as sons and daughters through Christ Jesus. What is Paul saying in Ephesians? That Father God knew us before the world began. That not only that he predestined us, he predestined us that we be adopted. Adopted in a family of God. What does that mean? Does God, is God like straight up going to like start his own adoption agency or something? Like is he going to go sign papers? What's he he talking about? Adoption. What's going on with adoption? Check it out. Check it out. Peep game, guys. Real talk. God, the father, was the first father that ever adopted. And the way he did it, he called us out of darkness into his light. And he said, hey, I chose you so that you can be with me. Hey, you belong to me. Hey, hey, you belong to me, bro. You belong to me, sis. You belong to me. You're going to be in my family. And as soon as that happened, there was a belonging need that hit us like, oh, I belong to somebody. I belong to somebody. It just woke us up to a whole new reality to belong to something, but there's so many people who go around looking at, oh man, I need to belong. Oh, oh man, I need to, I need to belong to something. Oh, I need to belong in this fraternity. I need, no, nothing wrong with fraternity sororities. I love y'all. <laughs> it's all good. I wanted to be a kappa back in the day anyway. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be a cap. but listen, there's nothing wrong with fraternity sororities. I'm just saying. I need to go belong to the sports team. I need to go belong in, with the girlfriend and boyfriend. And yeah, da, 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 You know? I know, right? <laughs> I'm crying too. But I mean, I mean I'm, I'm serious though. Like we all are looking around for somewhere to belong. And God said, hey, hey, you belong to me. And the reason why you have a belonging. Is because I've called you to belong. I've adopted you. You belong to me now. We were once dead. We were once dead. We were blind. We were buck naked and ashamed. We were pitiful. We we had it all wrong, y'all. But God said, hey, hey, let me help you. Let me help you out. You buck naked and pitiful. Let me help you out. I'm giving you my hand. I'm giving you. I want you to come with me because you belong to me. Papa God is saying, hey, and if I called you, I've called you to belong to me. And I've called you to be in my family, to have my DNA, to have my likeness, to have my image on them. I worked with at-risk youth back in the day for years. I mean, I used to be a program director, master counselor. I mean, I used to work with with, with young men uh, and women um, from the city life and all that. And all the, all the at-risk youth I used to work with, they had, most of them had something in common. They had a strong gang culture. You know what I'm saying? They came from gangs. And I remember working with um, I mean, I was in North Carolina. We had Crips, we had Bloods, we had Folk Nation, we had Pyru. I mean, we had all these these gangs and this this, this gang culture. And I, I was like, I was knee deep in it. You know what I'm saying? I had to help these young people. You know, rehab behaviorally, rehab emotionally, and all that, so they can go into society and do their thing. Most of the people did all, all right, you know. Some of the people did really good, and it's, you know, that was just the way we did things. And one kid named Tori is not his real name, but you know, just for you know, just to keep confidence, you know, his name is Tori for tonight. Anyways, he came out to the, um, to the program that I was working at. You know, and this dude was straight crip to the socks. You know what I mean? This dude was straight North Carolina blued up in every way, you know what I'm saying? Down to the socks. I mean, this man was flagging. He was dripping crip, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this dude, I mean, his swag was flagging crip, you know? It was everything, crip this, crip that, da-da-da-da-da, crip this. I'm like, bro, this guy, I'm talking to my people. I'm like, this guy's gonna be danger right here. What? we got to put them in a group that's full of Crips because so we didn't want to mix them because, you know, we just didn't do that. We thought they could sing Kumbaya eventually. Nah, it didn't, it didn't happen. I mean, Crips and Bloods just didn't mix. So anyways, we're out there doing our thing, and this guy's in in my group, and he's terrorizing. I mean, this guy just... Oh, my goodness. Like, he's inspiring riots. He's inspiring. I mean, he, he found out there was a blood in another group, and he lost it. Uh, I mean, guy went crazy. He's like an animal. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, chill out. You know what I mean? Well, what are you doing? Get right. And so he's, like, inspiring other people to go off and, 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 and start, like, again, group on group fights and everything. And I'm like, yo, this guy's a straight nightmare on him. I don't know what we're going to do with this kid. There's a lot of people, y'all, there's a lot of people who will enter this gang life. Why? Because family need. Because the family need is so strong. They want to belong to something. Even if they have to compromise who they are, even if they have to compromise their values they grew up with. If they don't have a strong belonging family need, they will do whatever they can to be a part of these gangs. And most young people, they do it all the time. Listen, I get it, they have a belonging need they're trying to fulfill, but they're trying to fulfill that with the gangs and 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 i and i understand where tory was in this case he was trying to fulfill it with the gangs but man that that that's again just indicative to how strong this belonging need was about 6 months into the program something crazy happened tory man it was it was at night and it was late at night and he came walking up to me all gently gingerly and everything he like Nick at night or something. You know what I'm saying? It was like Nicodemus at night or something going up to Jesus. But anyways, he was, he's like coming like all tiptoeing. He had his flag in one hand and a book in another hand. And he's walking all slowly and all carefully. And I'm looking at him like, yo, what is he doing? Like is he about to straight try to come jump me or something? Like what's he doing? Like boy, you better back up, man. You know? <laughs> back. He's 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 walking in. Walking in. Chief Clay. They, they called all the counselors, chiefs. Hey, Chief Clay, I need I need to talk to you. I'm like, you okay, bro? He's like, yeah. I need to talk to you real quick. He's like, here. I want you to have these. It's all his flags, in his book. And the book is the the crypt book of knowledge. I'm like, yo, bro, what are you doing, man? He's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm I'm, I'm turning my back on all this. I'm done. I'm like, what? You you turning your back on your set like like that huh? For real? I was shocked. I couldn't believe I was hearing this. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it right now. I just want you to hold on to it. Can you keep those things safe and just don't let anybody know that I'm you know coming at you with this? But I'm done." And I'm like, "Yo, we need to definitely talk." He walked away and I was like, "Yo, what is going on? I I got like like these flags all like." All folded, neatly ironed and all that, you know, and it's Crip Book of Knowledge. I stayed up for about three hours reading that thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, no wonder they were doing this. I'm getting getting all educated, you know what I'm saying, on Crip Life, you know? It's crazy. But I ain't saying nothing to nobody, you know what I'm saying? Because that was between him and I, you know. I didn't want to like, hey, yo. But, but he, was, he was on a journey. I was like, why? What's going on? What I didn't understand or what I didn't know at the time is this. That at the camp, there was thing, people. We were singing about God. We were praying uh, to God. We were learning about God in chapel and vespers. We would do all kinds of things about God, learning about God. And what was going on? At the time, I put two and two together, is that Holy Spirit was, spit, was straight spitting truth to his heart. He was like, yo, Tori, I called you to belong to me. I didn't call you to belong to that gang. See, you, you, you're trying to fulfill that need with that gang, bro. No, 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 no. Come, come over to me. Come over to me. Every time we would sing, every time we would do Vespers, every time we would do chapel, every time we talked about Jesus, it would hit him. The truth would hit him, wake him up a little bit. And then on top of that, and this is what I know because he told me, every time he said, Clay, every time I go home on my home visits, because he would get a home visit once every like maybe month or whatever, he would go home. He's like, bro, every time I go home, Chief Clay, on my home visits, I go back and and people aren't the same anymore, Clay. Clay. You know, people aren't the same anymore. The Crips that I used to call fam, that I used to love, they turned their back on me. They said they were going to watch my family. They ain't watching my family. They're about doing them. I had to rethink some things, and each and every time it got worse and worse and worse, like I was nobody. And I'm feeling like a straight orphan right now because the family I put my trust in, the family that I looked up to, straight rejected me. So I'm rejecting them and turning my back on them so I can go back to my real family. I'm like, yo, that's crazy, Tori. That's that's nuts, man, that's real. So Tori, he took this journey and I was like, wow. Six months later, this guy's knocking it out the park. He's getting A's on all his work. He's good behavior on him. He's doing everything right. And he's like, Clay, I want you to do my, my graduation. And I'm like, no question, I'll do your graduation. You know, his family was there in the graduation room, and his dad looking proud, crying, tears all, you know, all flying and everything. And he's, he's crying. And I'm like, oh, I have, I have, like, I think the world of this kid, he did something bold, something courageous that I don't know many people would be able to do. And potentially face the consequences of turning his back on the gang when he went back home. I man, I'm like, yo, I don't know how he's doing right now, but I pray that that man continues to stay strong and seek his belonging with the Lord Jesus Christ. But when he left, I was like, yo, that was, that was crazy, Lord. That was, that was crazy. There are times where you will realize that the places, groups, organizations we seek our belonging need in will go terribly awry eventually. It will disappoint eventually. It will not produce the results you thought it would eventually because people are people and people will fail you one day, one time, one thing or one way or another. Not to say that we can't trust people. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that be careful where we put our belonging. Be careful where we put where we put our belonging need to be fulfilled. Because that is that is something that the Father God can only fulfill. Check out what it says in John 14, 18. John 14, 18, it says this. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Young people, Jesus will never leave us as orphans because Papa God called us to be adopted. Because Papa God he called us to be adopted. And when Papa God calls us to be adopted, Jesus Christ came to the earth and said, hey, whoever you called to be adopted, I am never going to leave as orphans because that's just how we roll, Papa. You know, that's how we roll, Papa God. I, Jesus, will never leave anyone here as orphans because God has called them to a family, to a tribe, to a people, to a holy people. And like Tori, he was basically looking for all kinds of 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 belonging need with the gangs and when he realized that it wasn't there with the gangs anymore he he kind of felt rejected he kind of felt like you know what there's some orphan tendencies rising up there was the orphan thing that was rising up and the family he he was thinking the family I thought I knew Clay just rejected me. Now I'm feeling like an orphan. But you know what Jesus says? Jesus says, hey, hey, Tori, hey, I will never leave you as an orphan because you belong to me. Hey, I will never leave you as an orphan because why? You belong to me. And if you were called to be adopted, if you were called to be adopted, then you are called to the family of God, and if you're called to the family of God, then you are called to belong. But the question I have is this. The question I have is this. Do you find encouragement? Do you find comfort in knowing that you have been adopted into a family of God? But for me, uh, because for me, uh, I I didn't find the comfort. I didn't find the solace. I didn't find it. And, And you guys can come out and play if you guys want to. Um, but I couldn't find that. When I came to Christ, I had to learn to settle. I had to learn to settle into being a son. And I had to learn in a, in a, in a crazy way, you know, because I couldn't settle into, I couldn't, I didn't find the encouragement, I didn't find the comfort in simply just belonging. I'm going to try to wrap up here very soon because I know that time is ticking. Time keeps on ticking, 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 ticking. Into the... Okay. Um, You see, see, by the grace of God, so by the grace of God, I I came in to Christ, and I I was killing it. I was overcoming sin. I was overcoming fears. I was overcoming all kinds of things. Boom, 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 boom. It was awesome. You know, I went from like zero to like straight, like a hundred, like in God. You know what I'm saying? I'm going in. I'm going in. But there was one fear that I could not overcome. There was one fear that just continued to grip me, and that was the fear of man. The fear, man. I could not, for some reason, find a way to to step away from that thing. I would be crippled by the fear of what others thought about me. I'd be crippled by the fear in such a way that I would try to play myself. I I would be doing things, playing myself to try to get people to like me, keep people to accept me. I would try to, to 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 impress other people, do things or not do things, so people can I can win people over and all that. And I found myself doing this even as a Christian. And I felt like God say, you know what, Clay? You don't have to allow the fear of man to play you like that. You belong to me. You belong to me. You don't have to do that. And I'm like, ah, I know I belong to you, but but there's something about What man thinks and what they don't think about me that I want to continue just to, I don't know, God, I want to keep competing for the affections of men. I want to compete for the affections of men because I wanted them to see me in the best light possible. And if there was ever a time where I didn't feel accepted, if there was ever a time I didn't feel qualified, if there was ever a time I just didn't feel like I met the mark, I would go into this deep depression, and I would go into this deep slump, like, oh, what was me? What was me? Oh, man. I can't, I can't do this right. I can't do that right. And I'll be comparing myself. I'd be comparing myself to other people, to the left and to the right. And if I didn't measure up, I'd be like, oh, man, oh, man. I missed the mark again but all along the way all along the way the lord was telling me clay you already belong to my family what are you trying to do trying to fulfill a need trying to fulfill a need by going to men trying to fulfill a need by going to women you don't have to do that you can just take comfort in knowing that you belong to me You see, orphans try to prove themselves, but sons know they have nothing to prove because they've already won their approval of the God. You see, orphans try to to jockey for position, but sons and daughters know they already have position because they're seated in heavenly places. You see, orphans, y'all, orphans are always looking for a way to compete because they're insecure. But sons look to call the gold out, to lift people up, to bless people because they know they're secure in him. But I just, I knew it. I knew all that. But I still had orphan thinking. I still had orphan mentality. I still had orphan things going on. Even though I gave my life to Jesus, I still was growing out of this orphan phase and into a sonship phase. But here's the deal. The reason why I was still wanting to be an orphan or still thinking like an orphan was because I was looking for man to fulfill a belonging need that only God can fill. I was looking for man to fill a belonging need for me that only God can fill. So I still, I still didn't find comfort. I still didn't find peace. I still didn't find encouragement in belonging to his family. So I tried to pray about it. I was like praying about it. I'm like, God, I want to be so comfortable in your presence. I want to be so comfortable as a son that men don't, I don't have to think like an orphan. I don't have to think like an orphan. I don't have to go to men to fulfill that belonging need and that the fear of man doesn't cripple me anymore. God, I want to live like that. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I believe you have for me. So I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. And then one day, one day, I kid you not, man, I was, uh, I was in Mexico, Zacatecas, and uh, whoo, Denise was praying for me one day, and I'm, I'm on the rooftop, of Mexico, y'all. It was a nice night. It was kind of cool, so your boy had his jacket on and and everything. And you know, I'm we're, we're getting prayer. And Denise had her hand on my shoulder like so, and she's praying for me. And I'm just getting prayer and everything. And 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 I feel in her hand get hot. I'm like, yo, 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 you're hot. This is crazy. And the next thing you know, I felt like a a jolt of energy come through, like, shoo. I'm like, whoa. World was that? Yeah, you felt that? I'm like, no. Everybody's like, no. What are you talking about Clay? Are you crazy? And I'm like, no. Okay, whatever. I, I must be. I need to go to bed or something. I'm getting prayer some more, and she got her hand on my shoulder, and and next thing you know, I felt another jolt of energy. Like, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, what, what? are you doing to me? You know? Get off of me! And she's like, what are you talking about, Clay? And I think I was like. Is no one else feeling this right now? This is nuts to me. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. I've been praying that God help me become more like a son. That help me grow in such a way that I know that I belong to him. I don't need to fear of man. I need to fear this. I don't need fear that. What's going on, Lord? What are you doing right now? And I kid you not, I perceived in the spirit, there was an angel that came right here to the side of my face and whispered to me. He said, hey, Clay, you probably want to get down on the ground because the very next thing is going to happen to you, you want to be on the ground for it, bro. I'm just saying. And I'm like, huh? What's going on? And I kid you not, I thought, man, I I felt like that angel grabbed me from scoops, scoop, and then scooped me out the chair. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? I'm out the chair on the ground. and next thing you know, I'm just getting the love of God coming inside, just this, All the love of God just pulsating on my body from top to bottom, from bottom to top. I'm like, oh God, what is going on, Lord? Oh, wow, wow. And everybody's like, more, Lord. And I'm like, no. (laughs) What do you mean, more? I don't need any more. And I'm like, oh. And then people are. It had the nerve to come up and touch a boy. And every time they touched me, it was like a cattle prod to my body, like, oh! And I'm like, get off of me! Get off of me! And I wanted to strip naked <laughs> because I didn't care who was there because I was so hot. I went from cool it's hot, and I'm like, oh my God, God, what's going on? What's going on, Lord? Ah, oh, they don't want me to take off my clothes. They don't want me to. This is crazy. More, Lord, no! Stop! But I wanted it to keep going Lord Lift your hand off me lest I die But I want you to give me all you got That was the tension I was living in On the rooftop Of Zacatecas, Mexico I think the police showed up Because they thought they were killing someone up there my friends were like, it's okay. He's, it's just the Lord. <laughs> and the crazy thing is they believed it. <laughs> oh, God. This is crazy, Lord. I don't know what's going on, Lord. But that went on for 45 minutes. I kid you not, 45 minutes of that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't know what's going on, but I know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but I think I know what's going on. And I saw angels ascending and descending in the heavens. Like Jacob's ladder, I'm thinking to myself, that is crazy right now. And as I'm thinking how crazy that was, I heard a voice say, Clay, what is it you want? What do you want? I'm showing you how much I love you. You prayed to me. You said, did you want to be released from this fear of man? You want to have such an impartation of sonship that you belong to me, that you won't care what anybody thinks, that you won't care how you burn in front of the world. Are you going to burn for me for the sake of the world or what? What do you want, son? What do you want? And I said, yo, what? I got God asking me that question, and, and I had to think. Your boy had to think real quick because you just don't come up with no flippant response to that. And I said, God, eventually as I kind of got my bearings straight, I'm like, God, this is what I want. I, I, I want to be so secure in who I am That I don't care who watches me burn. I don't care. It could be. The President of the United States, I don't care. It could be my son and daughter. It can be my wife. It could be somebody I look up to, somebody I don't. It could be somebody I I, I want to to see come into the kingdom. It could be somebody that's been in the kingdom for years. I don't care. I want to burn it. I don't want the fear of man to be attached to me anymore. I want to keep pressing in this thing. I want to keep going after it because I know that I know that I know, Lord God, that you are worth it and you are worthy. You are worth it and you are worthy, Lord. I know that, I know that, I know that, you know what? You're worth it and you're worthy. And so I'm all like, oh, that's exactly what I want, Lord. It's like, son, you got it. But I want you to know that I've been there for you this whole time. You're just stubborn. I had to get your attention. I'm like, thanks, God. that at that point in time of my life there was a turning point the turning point was this my belonging need I don't care I can be alone I can be quote unquote lonely I can can look at a social media world and, and say hey I can enjoy that but I don't see my belonging in that I am in the world but not of the world and I know that I know that I know that God is there for me and my belonging need is all stronger all the more why because it's him who is fulfilling that need in me and ever since that day I've been able to run harder, stronger, burn brighter for the king of kings. And I believe that there are some people here today who want to do just that as well. Because God is calling you. He is calling you. He is calling you not only to live fully alive in him. He is calling you because he wants you to know that you belong. He's got a he's got a table prepared in the presence of your enemies and a seat at that table with your name on it. He's got a seat at the table with your name on it. He says you belong not only do you belong you're qualified not only are you qualified you're you're bonafide not only are you bonafide you're accepted and when you finally understand this truth when you finally when we finally it's me too in this mug if you we finally understand this truth guys we are dangerous for the kingdom of god we are dangerous we are dangerous in this world because there's nobody safe from a blessing at that time there's going to be nobody safe from a blessing. But I believe that God is calling us to belong to his family. So I want to pray. And we're going to do ministry. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done. How you had just been so obedient to your father. And you said you will never leave us as orphans. And the reason why you said you'll never leave us as orphans is because... God has called us to belong to him. Abba, I belong to you. I just speak that over the lives of these young men and women here today, even people listening on podcast wherever you are. I pray, Father God, that the heart cry is, Abba, I belong to you. Papa God, I belong to you. And may that truth resonate in such a way that takes us to deeper levels of intimacy in you and new heights with you. Deeper levels of intimacy in you and new heights with you. As we cry out, Abba, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we pray that this has helped stir and awaken you to live alive to God like never before. If you want to connect with us, let's go. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Alive Vineyard College.